0: I was interested in studying music from a historical perspective because I think it's, um, you know, it's like art, really. It's, it's uh, music is the product of its time.
1: That's Jonathan Cohen, the artistic director of the Ensemble Les Violins du Roi, who will be coming to Scottsdale, Arizona, this coming Saturday, April 29th, for a performance with pianist Enon Barnatam. Cohen is here to talk about the upcoming performance and then some. I'm Melissa Green. Welcome to a new episode of Heart of the Arts. Thanks so much for joining us here in the Valley today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, so you've been with the Ensemble since 2017. Can you give us a little bit on your professional trajectory, how it led to your work with the Ensemble? Um, I know it looks as though right now you've got your uh, conductor hand involved with many orchestras. So I'd just kind of like them to have a little bit of your background, your multi-instrumentalists as well, whatever you feel like mentioning.
0: Sure. That's right. So I, I, I was a professional cellist in my home country of um, United Kingdom. Where I live mm. in London. Okay. And so I played uh, the cello and I was also a pianist before being a cellist, actually. So I moved, let's say I took an, an, a great interest in early music during my uh, university years when I was at Cambridge University studying musicology. So I started to play a little bit in Baroque Ensembles in the UK. And then it was around, I goodness, I wonder about 25, oh, it feels ages ago now, when I met William Christie, who was a, a French uh, American conductor with his ensemble Les Arts Florissants. And I became his assistant for about five or six years in France. And I became an assistant conductor essentially. Um, because uh, I played a, a the harpsichord as well, which was a, it's a very good instrument when you're or directing an ensemble. If you, sometimes you play direct as a baroque um, conductor. It's a little different, I suppose, from being a conductor of... Um, symphonic style music so I moved mm-hmm. a little bit sort of almost by accident I suppose became a conductor of um, of essentially specializing in music of the baroque and classical periods and so that's how I um, met uh, Le Violon du Roy, which is a wonderful chamber orchestra here based in Quebec City that specializes really in this kind of period of music mm-hmm. and I have my own ensemble in London which is a baroque ensemble mm-hmm. uh, called Arcangelo. Mm-hmm. And now, from September, I'm going to be joining um, uh, Handel and Haydn Society in Boston as their music director, which is uh, it's a Baroque orchestra in uh, and you know America's oldest um, performing arts institution. So, so yeah, I have those incredible. those three three um, enterprises, I suppose, now which are my which I devote myself to.
1: Yes, and you're with the Tedbury Festival in London.
0: That's right. It's it's a festival outside London in okay. Tedbury, It's in Gloucestershire. Mm, It's in a beautiful countryside west of London, and that's a lovely little festival in a very gorgeous church in the countryside in Gloucestershire that happens once a year. So i am always uh, tried to be there for that.
1: So what first got you interested in becoming a musicologist? That's always a really interesting topic to me.
0: Well, I wasn't I mean, this is the thing it's it's interesting. I, I didn't really want to be a musicologist, but I was mm. I was interested in studying music from a historical perspective because I think it's um, you know, it's like art really. It's it's uh music is the product of its time, I suppose, and it's mm-hmm. and its culture and it's not just happening in a vacuum. It's happening around the uh um, you know, the aesthetic of, of architecture and art and and what is the zeitgeist, I suppose, or what, what fashions there are. and So that's sort of always interesting, really, to understand the backdrop to a piece of music. Because, you know, I suppose when we all, we play this historical music now, uh, classical music is, is often historical. I mean, there's obviously mm-hmm. contemporary music. Um, but in playing Mozart and Mendelssohn and Shostakovich and Handel, it's so nice to, I always want to understand um, who is Mendelssohn and who is Mozart and, and where did this music come from and why does it sound like it sounds? I suppose these are always the questions that you, even any musician, I suppose, when they approach their art wants to be asking these questions. Why does it go like that? And what's interesting about it? So I suppose that's yeah. where musicology comes in. I suppose, I mean, a bit, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um you kind of mentioned something about it's it's not in this vacuum. It's kind of like it's all around. And I'm just you know this this music has been around for so long. Do you ever do you ever feel like you've had a connection to this music before, a past connection, or any reason why you're so drawn towards it?
0: I'm not sure, but I don't have any theories about that. But I I do really believe that the great thing about music is that it's not um something that was composed uh, or you know completed hundreds of years ago and then put in a, a cupboard because what we mm-hmm. do is as musicians is we recreate and we 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 blow the dust off the music but then actually we perform it now so so what we're doing is is we're making a live performance now of music that was written a long time ago it's, which is something a little different and the, the thing which is i think for me the uh, the beautiful thing about music is that it's art that's constantly recreated in the moment using of mm-hmm. course the scores of our, of these great works as inspiration but um and you is- know and once we play a note it's gone hasn't it and mm-hmm. it doesn't come back so we have to we have to keep reinventing and that's what this the... so it's kind of contemporary and old at the same time
1: yeah is that mm. why you started arcangelo you're on yeah that's
0: one of the reasons i mean you know arcangelo was I started Archangelo really as a, um, it was almost situational because there was a group of people that uh, happened to be um, around and very close friends, very like-minded musicians That and some opportunities that arose to, to work together. So that's sort of a bit how Archangelo started um, when it did about, what's it, 13 years ago now? Uh, yeah, so it was sort of a gathering of like-minded people really
1: Mm, yeah mm, mm. so I wanted to ask about the ensemble that um you'll be here with on the 29th this month yes. so it's coming up soon so a lot of well I have a few questions but um what gives your ensemble this unifying sound and is that what you're going for
0: well yes well unifying I suppose is, in, is important um mm-hmm. we the great thing about les violons du Roy, it's it, it's it's one of Canada's preeminent chamber orchestras, and it's had a long uh, history, you know, coming up to sort of 40 years almost, um, founded by Bernard Labadie in Quebec City. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been playing, it has a huge amount of experience playing um, this kind of music. Um, and one of the things I love about the ensemble is, is they have such a. They think like with one mind. Sometimes they have, uh, they have a real. I suppose so. So this unifying thing. Yes, it is a very unified ensemble and has a lot of experience. And it plays very stylishly and very beautifully very cleanly, um, which is very in, uh, important, I think, for for music, especially of the classical period. You know. Um,
1: yeah, and it gives it. Um... Uh, there's a really like kind of full sound when I hear some of the recordings of like, say, Vivaldi's music. Are there yeah. about 15 members currently?
0: Exactly. Yes, this is about 15 uh, full-time core members. And then, of course, we expand for for many projects, um, especially when we have wind players and larger ensembles. And...
1: What is your favorite genre to perform with this mm. ensemble?
0: Goodness. Well... Uh-huh, my it's difficult to say what one. It's like, what's your favourite colour? Yeah. It's because I don't know. I mean, for example, the the program that we're coming with. Um, you know, it's 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 not my usual repertoire to play Shostakovich. Although you know, mm-hmm. I have played a lot of Shostakovich as a cellist. Um, string quartets and um chamber music, especially. Uh, and I'm a massive admirer, and I love his music. It's very harmonic, actually. So, um, a group like Les Violons du Roi, which plays very harmonically, let's say. You know, mm. cleanly and, and responding would uh, very much to the harmonies. Um, the music works fantastically well. So for me, one of the highlights will be the the, the piano concerto of Shostakovich with with, with Inon. Um, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. The Mendelssohn string symphonies are also fascinating. You know, he wrote these pieces when he was like 12 or 13, so they're quite sort yeah. of juvenile pieces, but with extraordinary depth you know you could see what a child prodigy Mendelssohn was it's quite extraordinary and they're not very well not very often done the the symphony for strings
1: no they're not people don't know
0: them but they're they're really interesting and I think we I really want to make a case for them actually um they're very Mm. difficult very virtuosic you need a chamber orchestra that's really plays very stylishly very cleanly very virtuosically because often they're very fast and tricky and it's not often the case that, that all those elements come together for an orchestra to be able to convincingly play those pieces, which are written quite early on. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. they, I wouldn't say they're great masterworks of Mendelssohn, but, but they're extremely charming, elegant and wonderful pieces that I think deserve to be heard and have attention, which maybe they haven't had. So, so that's kind of exciting, actually.
1: Yeah. What is your definition of juvenile? When, oh goodness, well, when you're talking just about sort of things?
0: not I, not 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 an adult.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, that's what you meant. I mean,
0: what what were you thinking when, well, when I was I saying that well, I like, <laughs>
1: I didn't know if there were like these hints of playfulness or I, I just wasn't quite sure what you said his works are have depth Oh, no, it's juvenile. just that he wrote
0: them when he was 12 years oh, old.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. I just want to 12 be... <laughs> or 13,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah. then you've got some Mozart, you've got some C.P.E. Bach on the concert as well, another piano concerto. Yeah. Um, what is your relationship to pianist Enon Barnaton?
0: I'd never met him. So I'm really looking forward to it. But you th- actually, we we share um, an agency and I've heard lots about him. Mm. And, you know, he's a sort of a real, um, heard from so many friends in common, what a wonderful musician, great pianist he is. So So I'm actually really thrilled that we were Paired and paired together and that she's coming to Les Violant for this tour. So yeah, honestly, it, it I'm looking, you know, forward to the first time to work with together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. like talking to artists and not yeah. not ever not everyone, um, not all listeners or non-musicians know that sometimes, you know, when you're touring, it's like you get to, you fly to a city and then you get like a couple days to work together.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 often the great thing about a tour can be how it develops throughout the, the, the process of performing many concerts together, you know, because mm. uh, sometimes when we do a concert, it's really a fantastic uh, chance to, it's when everyone's so focused, you know, and having an audience there that's participating as well. The level of concentration and the, the level of detail that the, the musicians are in can be really fascinating. And then to do that again and again, it's like, a, it's the best way really to to get to know each other and to know music really um by repeating
1: like that. Mm, cool. Mm. I like that response. Not everyone always says that. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I've never heard it described mm. as like kind of like growing together with the pieces. So can oh, you yeah. <laughs> can you um give us a little background on how the ensemble, Le Violon du Roi got its name?
0: Oh goodness! Well, les, les Villains du roi is, is the name of the um the violins of the king. It's um an orchestra that King Louis XIV um in the 70s. what 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 century is the Louis XIV? He uh, was 18th, the it was I the,
1: believe it was seventeen hundreds, eighteenth century. Early.
0: Yeah, I think it was seventeenth century actually. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm not sure les Villains du roi. You have to Google it, but it's a very famous orchestra which was um done in the court of of Louis XIV. So I suppose it's named after the Baroque ensemble that was put together in Versailles to celebrate Mm -hmm. music for the king.
1: You know, we play the ensemble, and I just wasn't aware of that before, you know. And it's probably, I mean, again, we actually play a lot of their Baroque recordings. So I was just assuming that Baroque is kind of their meat and potatoes. And then you've got... It has
0: specialized a lot in Baroque music, um, and it's well known for that. And especially in America, because there's, you know, over the years, they've done a huge amount of performing and working in america not being so far away from canada yeah. um, and and they've really built a reputation as being specialists and very much kind of excellent in that period of music but you know the, the, when, when we come to mozart, mendelssohn's not very far away from especially the young mendelssohn he's really not far away from Haydn mm-hmm. and mozart and yeah. um, cp bach on the program is one step away he's the son of Johann Sebastian Bach. So there's a really nice link which goes through this. Obviously, you know, it's basically a sort of classical program coming out of Baroque. So it's, it's very harmonically inspired. I mean, it, it, I, I say that Baroque music, you can define it really because it's rooted in harmony, you know, mm-hmm. the harmonic principles of what defines Baroque music and a good Baroque orchestra. And this music comes from that, you know? Yeah. So, mm.
1: Was any of this music more difficult to. Conduct than you thought it would be.
0: Oh goodness! What do you mean that on on the program that we'll do in Arizona?
1: Uh yeah, or just in general, like you know, you were an instrumentalist and then you come to the stage to conduct. What were oh, I see. what were some of the yeah. surprises of like? Oh, yeah. maybe it was Mozart or a C.P.E. Bach piece.
0: You know, when you're conducting, you have the full score in front of you, and you 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 conceive the sound and the the music with the musicians, but from a from a perspective of seeing the whole thing so you know um working on these mendelssohn pieces the last days has been been a bit of a revelation you know because you can sit there on your train journey or at home at your desk with the with the score but then you know the act of bringing it alive with the musicians that's something that's always surprising and and fun really um so i suppose yeah I've, I've been surprised by the kind of youthful energy of the of the music it's really sprung off the page and given lots of ideas uh, just in the rehearsal process so
1: you kind of touched on touring with these ensembles what do you, what do you enjoy most about it is it kind of that evolution of a piece that you kind of start together and then that evolves is there anything else you really enjoy about touring
0: yeah uh I mean, from a musical point of view, the, the 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 fact of growing, as as I said, and um together and really getting inside a piece, you get to know it so well, that's very satisfying. But touring is is great because you get to travel, you know, and you get to meet new people and you get to experience new audiences and new places, and and it's it's um you know that's a great privilege to be able to do that, and so I'm I'm always looking forward to to traveling and to going to new places
1: yeah so, speaking yeah, of have you have you been to phoenix or scottsdale never or... never okay. been to
0: phoenix or oh, scottsdale no yay. so this is my first time that's so exciting arizona yeah exactly no so i'm quite excited
1: yeah i i will i would mm-hmm. love to be a touring musician i think that would be so much fun is
0: there anything that you would check out would you advise to check out in them um, uh in scottsdale for a visiting person if they have a morning off or a few, an hour somewhere is there a particular place that you would say I should go for a walk
1: oh yeah um I would try to go just walk around the Phoenix Mountain Preserve it's called Piestawa Peak you don't have to do any strenuous hikes but it's um a really popular if you're if you're an avid hiker there's some of the hardest oh, ones there um, I'm writing
0: this down now mountain reserve
1: Yes, it's called Paestua. Oh, okay. um Okay. There's Old Town right. Scottsdale that just kind of has a lot of little old town cowboy shops, and um, ah, so great. if you're if you're staying in Scottsdale, it's just it's beautiful just to like drive everywhere, and um, there's lots of good okay. food around too. So. You'll, you'll definitely enjoy the um, site. So that's exciting. And um, my kind of wrap-up question is what are you – I know you've got you know a tour booked, but what else are you in the ensemble looking forward to in the near future?
0: Oh, goodness. What is our uh, schedule? Yeah, what, are, what you, we, we... are you
1: doing anything new with the ensemble that you haven't done before? As far as, like, working together, recording? Um... Yeah,
0: just give me a second, actually, because there's some things that are coming up in there. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing um, Schnitka for the first oh, time.
1: Oh, wow. And okay. that's going to be Schnittke. in
0: May with uh, pianist Marc-André Hamler. Mm. And we do Mozart and Schnittke. And I'd never done Schnittke before. Um, He wrote a piece called Mozart a la Haydn or something like that. It's a concerto grosso by Schnittke. So okay. this is the very contemporary music so I'm looking forward to that and in the summer we often go to um, the Domaine Forger and Le Naudière festivals which are two very big Canadian uh, music festivals Le Naudière is in July okay. and um, we're going to be performing I think Beethoven there this summer so that's going to be exciting Excellent. Yeah, lots, lots coming up. So
1: yeah, touring mm. and playing beautiful music. Yeah. Well, that's gotcha. wonderful. Um, thank thank you, you, Mr. Cohen, again for joining us here in the Valley of the Sun. We look forward to the show and sharing this conversation on the air with our listeners. So enjoy Fantastic. your time in Phoenix and Scottsdale on April 29th. We will see you then.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Melissa. Yeah, nice thanks for your you. time. Thank Likewise.
1: You multi-instrumentalist and the artistic director of Les Violons du Roi, Jonathan Cohen. He'll be joining his ensemble next Saturday, April 29th at 8 30 p.m. at Scottsdale Performing Arts Center with special guest pianist Enon Barnaton For tickets and more information, head to scottsdaleperformingarts.org. For KBOX Heart of the Arts, I'm Melissa Green.